0: back for a special edition podcast this is not our regularly scheduled podcast that will be back and we will talk all about the spreadshirt.com slash adrian broner fan i think it's no this is endorsed by adrian broner where you can get adrian broner gear um but that's for the next podcast where we'll do a full review of all of adrian broner's merchandise that he has on spreadshirt.com we are not sponsored by them by the way Uh, let's, uh, this, this podcast is about, uh, the biggest fight in boxing, not Canelo Golovkin, but Mayweather McGregor. Now I have with us, Jason, who, true to character, doesn't know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) He just wanted to be here because you know what? This is an event where I think people just want to be there. They want to be there to witness, uh, Floyd Mayweather do flay. Just awful things to conor McGregor. And um with us our resident UFC MMA expert who knows a bit about boxing. Um we have Fred.
1: That's a lot of upsell.
0: Upsell? Well Yeah, as a
1: UFC expert.
0: Uh well you do know a lot sure. more well, than me and in, certainly more in than In the boxing Jason. community.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in the boxing sense. community, you're definitely a UFC expert. <laughs>
0: Now, we're trying to work out his mic, so I I will yell at him from time to time about his mic. Just ignore that. But as the listener, I'm going to be saying what you're saying as well. If he needs to speak up, I'm going to tell him. All right, so let's get this started. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be doing this podcast. We didn't get to do a full one. And let's face it, okay? I know that this is not a boxing match. I know that this is a blatant money grab. But let's put all of that aside, and let's just have fun with this for what it is. This guy's going to get Conor McGregor. He's talked a lot. He's called out Floyd, all of this stuff. He's going to get what's coming to him, as Manny Pacquiao got it, as Andre Berto had it, and as Robert Guerrero, who talked his way somehow into a Mayweather fight, got what was coming to him. Now, let's go back, though. Okay, let's—so we know the fight's happening but let's go back to Mayweather reti- retiring. So he beats Andre Berto, and he retires, seemingly to disappear, enjoy the money that he's made over his career, and it's a lot of money, and um, he was basically left at 49-0, and which led to the conversation of, will Mayweather come back to break the record? And then the record we're talking about is obviously Rocky Marciano's um, 49-0 and record, which isn't even that big of a deal. We can get onto that if you guys would like, but I don't think really anybody wants to hear us talk about a bunch of fighters that nobody can name. That's what we do on our regular podcasts um, talking about flyweights and stuff like that. But anyway,
1: have weight fans. Uh,
0: so Floyd retires and all the conversation um, starts bubbling up about will Floyd come back? Who would he come back for? And there was a lot of talk about possibly the rematch with Manny Pacquiao. Now I spoke myself with Sam Watson Okay, and he told me, and this is about a, a year before. Uh, when was it? it? It was possibly late last year. And he said, "Oh, Floyd's coming back for sure. He's coming back." And obviously, the the question would be, who would be the opponent? And he said, "Pacquiao. There's there's only one fight he would come back for. That's Pacquiao because of the money. Floyd's a businessman. He knows that he's not going to turn that money down for an easy payday." Um. And I think that was, I think a lot of you guys would agree with that, right? You know, that was the obvious choice if Floyd was going to come back to fight Pacquiao. It'd only be for money. Right. And I think the Pacquiao fight would be an easy one.
1: Yeah, because it's a fighter you can handle. Like people want him to fight Golovkin, but there's no way he's coming back against Golovkin. Right. Floyd knows he's old. Like people, you know, like, even with this fight, McGregor, they want to hype it that, oh, Floyd's just playing around, but he knows that he can't do what he used to do. And, and if, like, he's not going to walk in against a middleweight.
0: Right. I mean, if you go back and watch, I think a lot of new fans, they they, they got into Floyd when the Pacquiao conversation started up, which is about 2009. And, um, you know, that Floyd was not the Floyd that fought at lightweight. I mean yeah, the Floyd at lightweight was unbelievable, yeah. And the the Floyd that we saw even against Berto and somebody posted a, a GIF from the fight on the sub and it's just sublime what what Floyd did to him. And for all of that, the the Floyd of you know 2007 way better than that. The Floyd of 2005 way better than that. But let's go back onto this. So, um, I want to know because even I don't know when this popped up, but when did the conversation of Conor McGregor as an opponent actually start?
1: Well, it goes back as far as the UFC because they've been talking about Floyd since the De La Hoya fight. They've been stringing out him. With, like I think at one point Dana talked about Sean Shirk fighting him. And who's just like a,
0: who's that? Because I, a lot of our fans, we gotta kind of set this up. They don't know who they're who you're talking about when you talk about UFC people.
1: Most UFC people don't remember Sean Shirk. Oh, wow. He was was, uh, called the Muscle Shark. He was pretty much... uh, The style was wrestle fuck. He would get guys on the ground, just sort of lay and pray, and try to ride out to a decision. And eventually he got busted for steroids. But for a while he was kind of the He was a champion and he was a bit of a big deal.
0: Why would he be somebody that they'd throw out as an opponent for Floyd if his (laughs) style was wrestling?
1: I think because of the size. And who knows, data it's like he just—he that was the start of their uh, UFC MMA is better than boxing thing, and Floyd because he sold so much and was so popular was the target. So when you really you look at this fight, that's how far back it's gone that Floyd's been on the UFC's radar.
0: And I think uh, we've we've spoken about this bef- before, but the UFC has tried to basically bottle up encapsulate or create what floyd has been able to do in boxing but in their sport by encouraging their fighters and giving them the platforms to do and have the kind of antics in a lead up to a fight or after that floyd has done in boxing isn't that correct
1: yeah they've been praying for a showman for a while they had a couple guys like uh, t ortiz used to be good at uh, riling people up but for the most part it never really fit their personality until they got McGregor. And he's he's all about the, the big talk, yelling at guys, getting them riled up before the fights and throwing them off their game sort of in the Mayweather style.
0: Um, Floyd didn't really develop that fully until he came back from his retirement, I would say. Um, was there a point for McGregor where it kind of switched? Because I know that in looking up, doing some research for... The, the the press conference stuff you know I looked at Mayweather's resume and stuff and he didn't always fight in the UFC
1: No like uh most guys they start at low level uh regional sort of like domestic boxing that's where a lot of the UFC guys come from because UFC doesn't really develop fighters like a boxing promoter does they just pick guys up from the lower ranks like uh, the first there was a uh, Bellator just had a fighter who was big and hype, this Pico, but he lost his first match, but he was the first MMA fighter that anyone can remember that a promoter actually spent money to develop like from the ground up before he even started fighting. So for most MMA fighters, they all start in regional circuits and then the UFC, they're just fed these guys. They pick them up as they go.
0: So they already Uh, have names when they come to the UFC, basically.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say names, but, but they have some fights behind them. Like a lot of, Unless they're from the, uh, well, UFC pretty much bought up every other competition, like Strike Force. And there's a ton of.
2: Yeah. Don't they have like feeder leagues or basically like minor leagues that yeah, once you kind of graduate, you graduate up to the UFC. So at that point, you've had some fights, people know who you are, right? It's almost like what we see with boxing promoters on the regional circuits, you know, slowly developing these guys and, you know, different regions and then bringing them up, right?
1: Yeah, they're known to like the hardcores, but a lot of the a lot of the average fan would never heard of the guys before they signed the UFC. Sort of like how you know everyone was talking about Roman Gonzalez and no one had seen him fight in the US, so.
0: or in another country, nobody had seen him. Um <laughs> <What exactly? laughs> uh, I don't want
1: don't want to piss off those 115 pound fight fans.
0: I thought you were about to say the 115 fans that he has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but. When do you remember first seeing McGregor?
1: Uh, I didn't really see him till he hit the UFC. Like I said, I'm I'm not that hardcore lately. And but yeah, he he was getting he had a bit of buzz. Like he started. I think when he started, he was I mean, he built some buzz by getting, tapping out three times. <laughs> well, it's it's MMA. That's it happens. You get submitted a lot, or you lose fine, fine. all I have I have, trade fighters,
0: so. I have an opinion on that but like I mean for yeah. me I'm not tapping you're going to kill me or I'm or or not but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's just me and I dare somebody to come and put me in a hold I'll just you you'll, you can choke me out I don't care I'm not tapping
1: yeah you will you want to I
0: you no, uh, yeah. so, seriously come over Jason fly yourself over <laughs> put me in some and lo- some move get me in the sharpshooter I'm not I'm not tapping
1: You'll just fall asleep, and you won't know what happened.
0: Yeah, fine. Fine. You know what? Because I'll go out like Zlatykanen and think I won the fight. In fact, (laughs) I think I still need to make my ring walk. But anyway, back to the original question. Was Mayweather, or sorry, um, was McGregor the same guy when you first basically saw him as he is today?
1: Yeah, when he he was in the UFC, he definitely had this, uh, he was calling everyone out. He was making fun of him, you know. He was saying he's the best, you know. But like I said, the uh, uh, like I I didn't really like I said I, I drifted away from the UFC for a while, so I didn't really pay attention to him until uh, I think maybe the Chad Mendes fight, which was another fill-in. It's hard to it's hard to remember which fights are supposed to happen and which fights are just last-minute fill-ins.
0: Right. Which is that's something I was actually talking to some of the MMA mods about this yesterday about the and is something we've talked about as well the prevalent cancellations of fights in the UFC for whatever reason. And I have a bunch of yeah. theories on it. I mean, I don't follow the UFC very closely at all, actually. But, you know, I like to voice an opinion on everything. And based off of what I've heard, I have theories. But, you know, part of it is they don't get paid a lot. Why Why are you going to risk your, yourself if you're a little bit injured? You well, know, that many- seems to
1: be the case now. Like, uh, before, they used to have Joe Silva, who was their matchmaker, and he would get on guys, and he would... If you tried to cancel, he pretty much was going to ice you for a long time. So there was a lot of pressure, and he was good at applying pressure on fighters to not cancel, this was, unless they couldn't get cleared to fight, essentially.
0: Wow. I, I want them to promote, promote me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, now, what, I, like, I want you to come fight. I don't care if you're injured. I, we're going to pay you $30,000 for this fight. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. that's that's the thing. Is that how they could get these guys to fight for such a little money, but mm-hmm. I don't know. There's not much of a career. Like if you're a collegiate wrestler, you know you're you're. What do you? You can teach wrestling, and the top university wrestling coach I think makes a hundred thousand dollars a year.
0: That's more so than fight, UFC fighters.
1: Yeah, no. Like you said, guys like Granny Couture, he made I don't know a grand total of a million and a half dollars, which they portrayed as greedy way back when. So. <laughs> oh
0: boy! Imagine that sport. We're making a hundred or a million and a half dollars is seen as a greedy fighter.
1: Yeah, and that was a headliner and he sold uh, 540,000 Andre Berto boxes.
0: wouldn't show up for less than a million and a half.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's a control. Like I, I know we're getting a bit off the topic of McGregor, but it sort of ties in uh they they really the UFC is about promoting the UFC. They never wanted stars to be more popular than the UFC itself. And they have a very strange structure. Like you'll see, it like even with this Amanda Nunez when she pulled out uh, just a couple of weeks ago, when they lose, uh, the way their contracts are usually structured, uh, their pay gets frozen.
0: Whoa! So, so, if, so let me repeat that. So, when you lose a fight, your pay is frozen.
1: Yeah, like, that's how, if, if they have a five-fight deal, they'll have elevators in. So, like, if you keep winning, they'll they'll step up your pay, usually. But okay. if you lose, they freeze it. It's in the contracts.
2: So, basically. They freeze it at that same level.
1: Right. Yeah, so, so so she was set to make, and they also have win-show uh, contracts, which you can't have in boxing. Like, a commission won't allow you to pay a fighter $100,000 and then another $100,000 if he wins under the contract. But that's how it works in MMA. Like,
2: Do you so think fighters...
1: that's...
0: Oh, go on, sorry, go on. Go I'll save my question.
1: Yeah, so so when you're talking about why these people might be dropping out, it's because if they lose, they're going to be frozen for a certain amount of fights. That's oh, we wow. Like we've, we've only gotten one look at a real contract through a lawsuit between Bellator and UFC. But apparently, from what everyone says, that is the standard contract with these elevators and freezing... And the way they get to keep all the likeness rights and everything like that. That's where it all comes from, is Eddie Alvarez's lawsuit contract when you're fighting over him.
0: Right. And I remember you sent me that article to read, and it was pretty pretty crazy. But, you know, not being versed in contractual stuff, some of it didn't exactly make too much sense to me. But the one that you just said about how your pay gets frozen on a loss, going into a fight injured where you know possibly you aren't at 100% and fully confident that you're going to win, that makes sense. I wouldn't show up either.
1: Yeah, and that's... How come Pacquiao showed up?
0: (laughs) Because he has... uh, Well, first of all, there's a lot more money involved. I mean, let's ask this question. The highest paid UFC um, (laughs) fighters, like how much are they getting paid for their fights?
1: Well, no one really knows, but McGregor is the uh, biggest fighter right now. What about Brock
0: Lesnar when he came back?
1: Uh, I think they paid him for... The one where he failed the drug test after Which the fight. Which uh, What was that? UFC two hundred. It was two years ago in the summer. Their their big fight week, but <laughs> he only failed one test. You know.
2: So you don't have. They don't have to submit the purses to the commission or anything like you do in boxing. There's well, no well, transparency yeah. when it comes to
1: that. Or what? The commission does submit purses, but like I said, the UFC has always gotten by on saying, "Oh, well, there's a lot more back end money." But no one knows what that is, of course. Oh, it's, it's like when like
2: Kovalev gets a dollar check.
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't he even a, a dollar. You got a zero check. But like that's between the commission. Like, like the commission right. sees that paperwork, but we never will. But Lesnar gotcha. was getting. Lesnar got I think three million dollars off memory, and then so McGregor got three million dollars and for as a guarantee in his next fights. Wait, so he but got three million dollar guarantee. Yeah,
0: Miguel Cotto has more than that.
1: I know, but this is the UFC, and this is why they make all the money.
2: I'm just making comparisons. Miguel Cotto is one of the bigger stars in boxing.
0: Oh, really? So uh, as a headliner, name me the the fight that Cotto did the most pay-per-view buys as the headliner. I'll wait. That'd be... uh, That'd be the first Margarita Margarita. fight. Yeah. Or no, actually the second Margarita fight. Second Margarita fight,
2: yeah. Yeah. Which is by all uh standards an extremely successful pay-per-view
0: yes but in right? comparison and to the
2: to sure it's a long time ago it's also a long time ago
0: i was i mean i removed. was gonna let him pass on that one but okay fine yeah you, you, <laughs> you want to put him, him down i'm i'm trying <laughs> to prop him that. up i mean I'm, I'm just trying to make the argument that so miguel Cotto does you know nine pay pay-per-view buys one time as the headliner at the a-side i mean and um, in a freaking rematch against a guy who has no shot against him because of, you know, the eye surgery and Manny Pacquiao basically shortening his life. And then Conor McGregor, who is UFC's biggest star, is getting a, a, a lower guarantee at the height of his fame. You know, well, that, yeah. That, but, I'm just trying to point out the difference between the two sports and how the pay works. Well, like there's I'll a lot the- more money in boxing. <laughs> They're just well, well objectively actually, Ill. is there? is there so let's 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 answer that question We'll we'll add, we'll pose it to fred is there more money in boxing
2: it's just the money's dispersed differently in boxing the money is compiled at the top just like in the united states it seems and then in ufc it seems like the money is kind of more generally dispersed in a more even manner maybe right maybe i don't know anything about ufc but i know sure shit for boxing if you're not a big star, you're not getting paid that much. You, you know, really? Robert Guerrero. Uh, Andre Robert Berto? Guerrero was Robert Guerrero was laying bricks going into his fight with Mayweather. Like he still had a day job as a day laborer going into the Mayweather fight.
0: Let's let's not let's not you know insult the people who still work jobs outside of their their fighting <laughs> careers. Joe Smith Junior. will 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 knock you out. You know he lives by you.
2: He can't hit me.
1: So know how I'm to too versatile
0: because <laughs> because he telegraphs everything. Another conversation <laughs> for another day. But back to the original question, was- I, I I don't know that that you're right to say that there's more money in boxing. I know you definitely have a point that is dispersed differently. That's what we've established this entire conversation we've been having here. But let's let's pose it to Fred. Where's where's more money?
1: Ah, uh, well, that's a strange thing because in MMA. UFC pretty much makes all the money like bellator is sort of there but as far as tv contracts as far as everything else it's all concentrated with the UFC but boxing like I'll say for those the undercard fighters and the non-televised fighters in UFC they generally their guaranteed purses are higher than uh, what you'll find in boxing like it's sometimes boxing guys on the undercard are making like 1500 or 500 dollars but UFC I think their floor now is ten thousand dollars. Okay. But there's also in I'm sorry, but in boxing promotion you also have the fact that a lot of times promoters are invested in their fighters. UFC's pretty much right. if the guy sink or swim, that's what the UFC is. And, you know, the boxing
2: promoter is also probably paying for their training, paying uh, you know, for their lodging, paying for their food. You know, so there's I don't know, do do UFC fighters get taken care of in that same kind of way?
1: Uh, no, like I said, that this Aaron Pico that Bellator had invested in—that was the first time that I can remember of a gotcha. U.S. U.S. Uh, promotion for MMA actually investing in a prospect. Like he was an amateur fighter; like they they were putting money into his training, and before he had his first professional fight, and then he got choked out in like a minute and a half or
0: something. <laughs> 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 people say that uh, boxing is the cruel sport, but wow. Okay. Um,
1: but, yeah, the but, MMA, MMA is very, very tough. See, like it's not that boxing's some grand, uh, glorious place for fighters. Like everyone gets treated fair. But when you're a top boxer, you can definitely make more money. Like you're talking about the money. Uh, Cotto was a B-side for the Mayweather fight, which would be comparable to what McGregor's numbers are putting up. Because I think that was about one and a half million, and McGregor's he last year, like he was about one point three. Like according to the real numbers, not what Dave Meltzer says. But <laughs> Cotto got eight million dollars as a b-side for Floyd, you know as a guarantee right and McGregor McGregor's guarantees his he, his last fight against Eddie Alvarez I think it was something like three million dollar guarantee so
0: and then I, I, just kind of like adding on to that um, Rousey was their other big star. What were her guarantees mm. like?
1: uh they didn't really jump up until her last fight
0: like, the one where she got knocked out again.
1: Yeah, like she was a real, she was a real company fighter. So like she really just told the line for the company. Like I say, with McGregor, like the rumors put his pay per fight around ten million dollars when it's all said and done, ten to fourteen. But it, it, it's exaggerations in there and everything. But if you figure, like, well, you Manny Pacquiao, his rumors for his uh, tail end, like from Aaron, were twenty five to thirty two million per fight. So,
2: now, Fred, what about endorsements and stuff like that?
1: Well, Do that's you, where they you, come in with this uh, extra money when they calculate to what a fighter makes. But the sponsorship money is a fighter's money, like it should be. Right? They say but it does, it,
2: is that how well, it works in the UFC, though?
1: Uh, yeah, well, this is okay. this is how they've always said, well, they make it up in sponsorships. Like, you'll find these writers who are essentially usually scared of the UFC because they don't want to get banned like a lot of guys have. They'll come up, oh, they make the money up in sponsorships. but. The sponsorship should be a fighter's money like just like canelo is sponsored by under armor but no one ever says well canelo's making this money from under armor on top of his pay because no one cares you know like he's he's making all the money from the fights like like a, sh- a real a real shorthand is that in boxing for the top fighters it's about 85 percent, 80 to 85 percent they're making the promoter makes the rest and then the ufc is the complete opposite the fighters the top fighters are making about 15 percent of the money and that's just from the live game pay-per-view when you factor in merchandising—they—they still—they take it pretty much everything.
0: Uh, I want to make one correction. So you said that Mayweather Cotto did one point one. It actually did one point five.
1: Well, no, i, I said comparable. I, I, if I—I I might have spoke. Yeah, I was supposed to be comparable.
0: Yeah, no, you 5. said one point one. Still, though, that's okay. that's uh, you know one of the higher pay per view numbers of all time.
1: Yeah, but like, yeah, that, that's 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 comparable to where McGregor's at. He's floating somewhere between one and one point three. The only number we know for sure is the UFC when the new owners were selling bonds. They put around investor packet and they said one ninety six was about one point th- yeah one point three one seven, I think it was. That and would be subsequent- comparable with Pacquiao Mosley. Yeah, yeah. So if you look at those figures, but. It's pretty, it's, it's, yeah, the top fighters in UFC aren't making anywhere close to what uh, top fighters in boxing make.
0: Um, and then the sponsorship deal, I know they have, they signed that deal with um, Reebok. And I, I just, I'm skeptical of an, an agreement where everyone has the same sponsorship. I'm sure that you're paid based off of a percentage of what, whatever they think. Arbitrarily, they, they probably cut it up however they want. And so, you know, you have guys that probably aren't making much of anything from that Reebok sponsorship.
1: No, no, it's that was another like the UFC said, all all the money's going to the fighters. But as it's come out, it's pretty much all the money's still going to the UFC for that. They're they're paying the guys a bit. Uh, Some fighters argue like you'll see some fighters are now going to Bellator, even though they're making less money because they think they can make it up in sponsorships. But we'll see. The sponsorship issue was always up and down for fighters. Like, it, it's a bit complicated because it's easy to say, well, they lost all the sponsorship money, but the sponsorship money was also kind of peaking. It, it was kind of on the decline just because as the, the companies started to fade, because were so many startups in the MMA clothing world, you know, like back in the days of Affliction and Tap Out and everything. A lot of the other ancillary companies that were trying to get in on the buzz, they were throwing fighters a lot of money. So I don't know if Reebok deal was gone, if fighters could be making more it's, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those business things that we're we're still on the outside. We don't have that kind of inside information. It's all just rumor. I
2: sunk my entire four hundred one k into affliction. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, you should have um did it and tap out. They got the WWE contract and they're sold at JC Penny. There you go. A company on the it. on the way out, going out of business. But that's another <laughs> to, another podcast we're going to do next week. Uh, the Manny Pacquiao of companies, brick and <laughs> brick and mortar companies uh, taking the way of the Manny Pacquiao. Uh, let's go back into the fight. So initially, I think everybody thought this will not happen. If Floyd was going to come back, it would be against somebody like Manny Pacquiao. Why? Because you can actually make that work. No, I mean, really, at this point. And I'm talking like pre-Jeff Horn, okay? At this point, it would have been so easy to make the Pacquiao fight. Top rank does not, they're not, no longer in that um, relationship with HBO. HBO dropped Pacquiao altogether. It, they could have lowballed Pacquiao. You lost. We don't have to pay you as much this time. And they knew that they'd make, uh, I'm sure, a, a lot of money. So why did, but why initially were you skeptical that this fight would happen?
1: The McGregor one?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you meant the Pacquiao. No. Yeah, no, yeah, go into
0: that. We want to hear all about Manny Pacquiao. Go on.
1: Well, I think the thing with Pacquiao is that the Bradley and Vargas fights weren't that good. Like, they weren't big sellers. Like, so Manny's buzz is starting to die off. So when Floyd comes back, he's going to pick the guy with all the heat behind him, which is McGregor. And like, oh, sorry, like I led you way straight from your original question. About twenty. 13, 2014, I think. Once McGregor started to get the buzz behind him is when the UFC really started to get him to start focusing on Mayweather. Because he was the whole thing, even him and Rousey. When they had those two stars going, like they were talking about McGregor uh, Mayweather more than they were talking about their own opponents half the time. So, it's, it's when Floyd's coming back, I'd never believe he'd do a Pacquiao rematch just because the media would just shit on him again. Like they did with the first fight, you know, after the after Floyd just showed that Manny couldn't compete with him. I mean, sorry to all the Pacquiao fans.
0: Right. I mean, but you're not saying anything that was that's controversial. The only thing that you would say that could be could be construed as controversial is maybe if uh yes, Pacquiao was actually in fact injured, which he wasn't. Um and and yeah, you, so there's a big drop off if you look at Manny Pacquiao's numbers, but I don't think so because so his the second fight with Bradley, he does 800,000, which is fairly low for, for, um, what Pacquiao was doing previously. Then he goes off and he fights Floyd Mayweather and they do the 4.6, which is fantastic. But, oh no, actually I forgot. He fought Chris Algieri, 400,000. He fights Bradley for a third time, 400,000. I mean, they lost half of the buyers for that fight after the second fight. Um, but that's a problem with doing rematches, um, Bob Arum. And then in the third fight, or no, sorry, in the one after that with Jesse Vargas, they claimed 300000 on top rank pay pay-per-view. I'm skeptical of that number, but there you have it.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Manny, his his numbers are just too low. Like, people, he didn't have that buzz. It's like, you know, even his casual fan base, which is always pretty strong, was starting to uh, disappear on him. Like, was that, one, that one was at the MGM, right? Which one? Uh, the Vargas fight.
0: The Vargas fight was at was, uh, Thomas and Mac.
1: Oh, it was. Yeah, but see, there's a thing like even the MGM is like they pretty much had it up. They were they were they weren't going to put out the money for Pacquiao anymore. So for Floyd to come back, I I don't think he was ever going to come back against a boxer because I I think he really he really does understand his body, which is a boxer. Been, uh,
0: I like yeah. how you said a boxer because that that the opponent then could literally be anybody. Like he could have fought
2: John Cena. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, sure. But he's but bought- I don't know.
2: I think he could have if if let's just say Manny Pacquiao like went on a tear and was knocking people out left and right. And I think had that happened, the buzz would have been strong enough, you know, for a rematch. It would have proved that there was an injury. It would have proved that, you know, he wasn't fighting at his peak when they first fought. Now Floyd's getting older. You could sell, had Pacquiao's career trajectory post that fight gone incredibly well, I think the demand for a rematch would have negated uh, things like this kind of spectacle from happening. Uh, I think there would have been overwhelming uh, support for a rematch.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But what happened in the Vargas fight? Didn't Vargas go the distance with him?
2: well what I'm yeah, what I'm saying is that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, I no, know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But that's it was right. up to Manny to uh, but that was Freddie Roach's idea too. If if they can start knocking guys out then maybe he could resell it. But you'd have to yeah, you'd rather lean heavily on the idea that he was injured, which we know was a lie. But yeah, but it didn't happen. So this McGregor one, I always believed it'd be the McGregor fight. That's the only way he'd come back.
0: Okay, but why, what were the reasons though that this fight possibly couldn't have happened?
1: Couldn't uh, initially. Oh, oh, sorry. Initially. Yeah. So, so, so the biggest thing for this fight was the UFC not wanting to get anywhere near the Ali Act, because if you know, that's the whole thing. They've been trying to avoid federal regulations because it kind of smash apart their contract structure and the way they do business. Because the Aldi Act, despite uh, how many people run it down, it what it gives the uh, boxers a lot of power in the right to private action, which means they can sort of uh, take their court case outside of the area where the promoters are the strongest, and they could find friendly courts that don't really depend. Because if you sue the UFC, it's got to be in Nevada state court, and a lot of the state judges are dependent on. It's very political. You know, they're appointed; they can be removed. But if you go to federal courts, federal court uh, judges are there for life. So the politics don't really hit them as much. So they wouldn't be scared to take on the UFC. As you see right now, the UFC is going through an antitrust lawsuit with some former fighters. It's in federal court. So it, it keeps crawling along, but it's, it's only lived as this, this long as it has because it's not the state courts. And this is the thing. This is why the Act came in the first place, because uh, John McCain, they recognize that the states aren't enforcing their own laws. Like they have all these laws against a manager, promoter, conflict of interest, uh, coercive contracts, but no one's ever applied them. And that's what the Ali Act did was to give federal rights to the boxers so that they could find some kind of legal recourse. I just see like uh, the last one to do was Mikey Garcia. Uh, He broke his top rank uh, contract because top rank was going to lose that case, which they knew, which is why they pretend that they just decided to let Mikey go. But Mikey won that case.
0: I guess Andre Ward didn't have such good lawyers.
1: Well, or he took it up in the court. Or as good of
2: a legal leg to stand on.
1: Yeah, actually, his the, well, the first the first one with Andre Ward was his promoter sued him because he said he he couldn't fight in the injury and everything. And the second time he had no he had no cases like the, there was no OLLI Act violation there. They were just trying to grab anything they could to try to break his contract. Okay, so, they, is it, oh, sorry, sorry to get back, but the UFC, this is what they didn't want to do, and this is why they never let Anderson, like Anderson Silva, want to fight Roy Jones Jr. years and years ago. Oh, that But they never do it. Amazing. They never do it. Yeah, I know. Now that's even before Roy was like really bad, but uh, they wouldn't do it because if if they get near this uh, as a boxing promoter, suddenly they're in the they're in, they can be hit with Ali Act lawsuits so the way that was the big thing that was the stumbling block for this mcgregor fight but somehow and this is a big question for a lot of writers is exactly how they structured this so that mcgregor isn't going to sue them which they might be just doing on a like a handshake promise that he won't after the fact
2: i I've, I've, couldn't it just be like an ad hoc basis for a contract you well know, like couldn't they just kind of do an ad hoc contract for this
1: well, one fight yes the ufc they have a they they have a clause in there that they can let fighters out of their contracts for certain fights and they've done it for exhibition fights but they mcgregor's not really out of his contract for this because you see dana white's all over this press tour right and the ufc is involved they they have a contract between mcgregor and the ufc on some level for this fight and it might be i don't know dan's wearing those zufa boxing t-shirts so they might have incorporated a, a boxing side and say that all the negotiations took place between that.
0: Did you say but, Dana?
1: Yeah, Dan, Dana. Oh, you called him Dana.
0: Oh, sorry. Am I saying it I'm wrong?
1: Not, I'm, no, it's Dana. Like,
0: I'm, okay, got it, got it. Just, just want to keep, keep the, the the story clear
1: for myself. Go this on. It could be my Canadian accent slipping in. But Don't yeah, so... <laughs> It's, no one knows exactly what the structure is between the UFC and McGregor and how they are doing this boxing fight and are sure that McGregor isn't going to sue them. Like sometimes, I think in the all- bottom
2: line is when there's this kind of money involved in any kind of sporting event, things fall in line, right? When there's this much money to be had by this many people, uh, promoters, fighters, managers, consultants, whoever's involved, they all make it
1: work. Well, right. yeah, it's like it's like how the Pacquiao fight came out. That's Eventually, right. Exactly. Everyone, everyone played.
2: Everybody along. gets on. Everybody falls in line. Yeah, and, but this. And, yeah, but this one has an
1: extra legal twist is that an Aliak challenge could threaten the UFC's old business. So they must have found a way to insulate themselves to their satisfaction to let McGregor do this fight. Right. Because like this, this even like a couple, you know, 10, 20 million or thirty million, whatever their cut is, even if it's higher, it's not really worth risking a $4 billion operation on unless they're getting this desperate because this year hasn't been that good on their pay-per-views.
0: So here's, here's my theory on this. Okay. So Zufa boxing, which is a thing. And I'm, I'm assuming that it's a sub of Zufa in general. And I think they're setting themselves up in the future for boxing promotion. But I think because that's not part of the promotion for this fight. What we do have is McGregor Sports and Entertainment, his company of sorts. And I think the deal that they struck was that they'll back McGregor's little venture here, allowing himself to promote himself in this fight with UFC's backing with the handshake agreement that we still own this company, but not really. And therefore, we're going to allow you to do that. But now that once this is over, we'll say, hey, we we actually own this. And now that gets converted into Zufa boxing. And they start promoting boxing in addition to the UFC.
1: Yeah, but there's limits. Like, you can't make someone sign a contract to guarantee future work. Like, they, they can't get a commitment. Like, McGregor could, after this fight, just walk away. Even though he's under contract, maybe for the UFC to... Uh, To like if if he fights MMA, they still have the contract on him, but they can't make him work. So it's a real question: is is it really worth it? Are they really trusting McGregor? Because last year they pulled McGregor off UFC 200 just because he didn't show up for a promotional event. So it's like it's even though they might be acting all friendly and buddy buddy now, it might just be a sham on McGregor's part to get him to this point and either walk away or he's just going to try to sue him because. I can't see him going back to the him, UFC and fighting for 20% again. Like, if he's going to make $100 million or whatever plus on this fight, you know, under the boxing rules, it's, I just he's not going to go back to a UFC contract structure.
2: In my opinion, there's a limited trust uh, at this point. And I'd imagine everything is contractually, you know, negotiated to a point where everybody involved feels comfortable. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's not like, oh, well, we're just going to trust that you don't sue us. There's... Who knows what the hell's going on, but uh, I would imagine trust doesn't play too big of a role. (laughs) Yeah, essentially.
0: What what if um, maybe they they kind of know that McGregor is basically, unless he gets brutally knocked out or something, but if he seems like he's somewhat competent in a boxing ring and could possibly compete with lesser boxers— I, I, I think that possibly they f- see that they can make a lot more money or at least maybe may, uh, McGregor will see it that way. He can make a lot more money boxing and that therefore the UFC might transfer that contract to their Zufa subsidiary of the boxing and therefore now they're still promoting McGregor and his contract's being extended just to, um, to boxing. So they keep him, they keep making money off of him and he's happy because he's going to make a bigger part a uh, bigger
2: um fraction so, of the money. Hold on. Step back for a second. So McGregor's going to get thoroughly outclassed by Mayweather, right? Yeah. What other money fight out there? What other money fight is there for him in boxing after we see that he doesn't have, you know, the technical ability to compete at the highest level. And you know, obviously the extreme highest level.
0: Earl Spence. But, um,
2: why? the why? But you're but you're, it, but you're it, looking at this understand.
0: from you're looking at this from an objective point of view, which is fine. But you have to put yourself in the mindset of a boxer. Oh, everybody wants to see McGregor. I know he's going to do a great job selling this fight. Yeah, I want to fight him. It's why everybody's but, like, yeah, I'll fight him t- today.
2: Well, how many times does he get beat by boxers till it turns into like, oh, this is not until he starts doing imagine Pacquiao numbers. But remember.
0: If you make 300,000 pay-per-view buys, which I think McGregor could easily do that after 5 losses, that's still a lot of money. I mean, look at what Andre Ward, made. he made $6 million for the rematch with Kovalev that barely cracked 160,000 pay-per-view buys.
2: That's the argument. I just don't see I don't see a future in boxing for McGregor, I guess. Well, maybe well, maybe is, I'm crazy. But. I think you're McGregor-
1: crazy mcgregor can last if he doesn't look uh totally incompetent which i think i think people are really uh they're they're, they're talking him like like he just came from like bum fights or something you know mcgregor is <laughs> not a boxer but he is a combat like he is a fighter like it's just like sparring video like i don't know i don't buy that because you know spada four beats mayweather according to sparring video you know it, it's when you're sparring he had to be he has to get trained out of Defending against takedowns, defending against kicks. He's like he can still move. He knows how to fight. He understands distance. He understands maybe not complete punch selection, because Nate Diaz really did work him over with uh shifting up the power punches and like changing the the the, the strength behind your punch. He sort of sucking him into that with one-twos in that first fight anyway. Second fight he just basically late kicked Nate and didn't want to trade that much with him. But if McGregor isn't uh, shown to be a joke, he'll fight Canelo and then he's he's out. <laughs>
0: oh, god!
1: But see, the Jesus. limit, like you're saying, you're then, saying with I his love contract, that idea. There, there's no way uh, Oscar would not take that fight. No, Oscar'd make that fight second.
0: There's no way yeah. anybody yeah, turns sure. the fight down with McGregor after Mayweather as long as Mayweather doesn't knock him out.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. If, if Mayweather doesn't make him look like a joke, uh mcgregor could do a canelo fight and still do big numbers
0: but i just i just want to point this out so let's take a break for one second and just kind of like um uh, this is really mean uh but let's kind of laugh at canelo for a second um and i love canelo so like i'm not blatantly being mean but i'm also a realist okay so let's let's suppose canelo's fighting um he he fights mcgregor next okay so He'll basically have... Did he
2: win or lose in the
0: Golovkin fight? It doesn't matter. Okay. So he fights... McGregor, Golovkin, Chavez Jr., Liam Smith, Amir Khan, Miguel Cotto. Like, that would be his last six fights. That's the craziest highs and lows you could possibly get of any resume. (laughs) Like, seriously... You fight one of the best fighters pound for pound in the world. You fight a world champion. But you also fight a guy who you know cannot take a punch. You fight a guy who's basically only showing up on his dad's name. And then you fight the biggest name in the UFC. I mean, that Canelo would be a legend in my book for for, so. for pulling that off. And, and assuming he beats Golovkin and then just fights uh, McGregor, it would be hilarious. He ain't uh, going to beat McGregor, though. But we'll talk about that later.
1: You mean Golovkin?
0: No. He's beating Golovkin.
1: Yeah, he's taking Golovkin right
0: out. I, I but you know. don't think he beats McGregor? I'm just joking. <laughs> Jesus, <Okay. I'm> like, <laughs>
2: McGregor KO too uh,
0: two. Let's kind of um, move into. So I think why this fight is happening is there was too much money for it not to happen, and I think it's something we always Can't say in time. boxing. It's why we were always huh. we always knew Mayweather and Pacquiao would fight. Just settle down. It's going to happen. There's too much money to be made. Nobody is that stupid. I mean, really, think about every single big fight that you could possibly have made, including a rematch of Roy Jones Jr. versus Bernard Hopkins. These fights always find a way to happen. If there's money to be made, it's going to happen. I mean, mark my words, Amir Khan and Manny Pacquiao. Don't be shocked. And uh, I think... um, this fight was always going to happen for that reason. And there was going to be a reason for it. Like they would sort it out no matter what. I mean, they sorted out the Mayweather Pacquiao um, differences of networks and, you know, freaking Les Moonves had to get off his, his, his ass and get, get it together. Um, waiter tried to make 10
1: million or whatever.
0: I I mean, he deserved it. it. He absolutely (laughs) deserved it.
1: I think that was a big, big rumor to sell the fight. And I don't think they were waiting on the actions of the.
0: I, 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 I'm i very optimistic that that's how it happened.
1: <laughs> I guess, yeah. Manny's <laughs> shoulder was hurt, too.
0: <laughs> Manny's shoulder was hurt. Ha, oh, but, uh, ha, ha, ha,
1: But the thing about the boxing, like, everyone's running this down. Every fight's a cash grab. Like, these guys aren't fighting for, I don't know, karma and upvotes. They all fight for money. It's it's I see no difference between Mayweather and McGregor than any other fight. Like, oh, he's not a boxer. Well, who cares? Floyd's 40 years old. He's a welterweight. He's, old, he's an old man. And they want to what, fight him who? Canelo again? Well, Canelo just wants that fight for money because he knows it'll be huge.
0: That's Does why it, he fought Chavez
1: Jr. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Chavez Jr. wasn't – he could take a punch. But other than that, like, he's completely, like, stopped progressing <laughs> from wherever he did, like, years and years ago. If, if but he took up because be huge. Yeah, well, like we knew that one. We talked about that fight is going to be huge. And it did what, 1.2 million pay per view buys, I think?
0: 1.2 million, yep.
1: Yes, yeah, it, it was huge. The gate was kind of weak, but I think Oscar did that to, just for optics to sell t Mobile.
0: Well, I I think the gate was pretty high. It was the highest. Um, I think it was the highest Canelo gate since um, the Mayweather fight.
1: No, Cotto was bigger.
0: Or maybe. Magdalene. Uh, let me think. Oh, I'm, yeah, Codo, Codo I'm thinking was of something else. Nine? Sorry, I'm thinking yeah. of, of revenue. Um, oh yeah, yeah right.
1: revenue, but the gate, like I said, the gate was the only weird thing and I don't know, Oscar really lowballed those tickets, but I think he was trying to he was trying to negotiate against Golovkin showing that uh, Canelo could sell the T-Mobile, where a lot of people have had trouble with that. Like even UFC's never maxed capacity that place.
0: Yeah, and I've been to a fight at the T-Mobile Center or Arena or whatever they call it, and it does. It seems bigger than the Grand Garden Arena. Um, the seats are a little farther apart. It seems um, from each other. So it, it it it's not that it's a much bigger arena, although it might be. I don't know. But it just seems like it's. It, it wasn't full for the Con fight, and I don't think it's. I, I you're right. I don't think anybody's really sold it out. Um, they did. Uh, they they're claiming. Well, the Mayweather-McGregor fight will sell it out, and so will the Golovkin-Canelo fight. Uh, yeah. But it's. It's it's weird. It's weird that there is that um that that fight didn't uh, sell out, and it's weird that the gate is isn't isn't is is dro- had it dropped for that fight. Like I don't understand the 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 reasoning. De La Hoya would have, and you know, when I say De La Hoya, I mean him and his people would have to sell t- tickets at a lower price.
2: Well, you just touched on it. It's for future earnings to show in the percentage that he would be able to get against Glovkin to show that Canelo's truly the draw. You, you know, have a hard time selling out the theater at Madison Square Garden, and, you know, I could sell out the T-Mobile Center.
1: Yeah, I think Oscar must have been doing it just for the numbers. Just Are to you say smoking? I sold out
0: $20,000. There, there, is Oscar. no question it's not a question that canelo's the a side of the bigger draw than golovkin i mean that is absurd but it's
2: proving how much tournament. bigger let, because let, you have to put these things down into percentages when you're drawing up contracts to pay these fighters. yeah because then was if you, you Jacobs, have some hard numbers yeah, yeah you have some was hard numbers straight, to back right? it up co- 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 let's go
0: let's go this route then um on canelo's lowest purchase pay-per-view he doubled golovkin's highest I mean, it, th- th- that says everything you need to know right there.
1: Well, yeah, but, you know, Manny never even came anywhere close to 2 million buys, and they still held out and still wanted, what, 40% of the, you know, fight. It's all, it's all these little ego fights between the promoters, essentially.
0: I No, I think it's K2 trying to get as much as they possibly can, because I know this is the last run, because if Roman Gonzalez ain't carrying the flag,
1: <laughs> especially after the this again
0: oh, oh let's not go down that route that's another podcast and a conversation for another time uh let's see um jason an argument against why this fight should happen can you do that
2: an argument against why it should happen yeah well uh, for a legacy building fight such as you know the 50th fight where people are really going to um, you know look to this and it's a real benchmark or mile marker in you know floyd's career it should be happening against a more legitimate opponent that that's really kind of where uh, i think the only argument against it could be made um, because other than if you start like talking about anything other than like legacy building i mean it's just a fight these two guys want to fight let them fight Like, who who are we to say no? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, just uh, the only thing that I can really think of against it is just that, you know, it's kind of silly. Who knows? It it may prove to be utterly pointless uh, if it goes the direction that a lot of people are thinking it will be. And then, you know, what did we prove? Uh, Nothing.
0: Well, I I feel like it's... um... It's weird because people fear of waste. They they have this fear of wasting money on this fight because like you said, it's pointless. We kind of know what's going to happen. And people fear like it's a waste of money, but But they're not wasting uh, their money. But exactly. That's, that's one of the things that I don't understand is people say, well, this is a waste of money. They're, they're overcharging people. It's a hundred bucks for a fight that everybody knows how it's going to end. But those people who are talking don't buy fights anyway.
1: Yeah, and even the people that do, it's I don't know why they're so angry. Like, because the argument after Mayweather Pacquiao was that it destroyed boxing, you know, the, the appeal was gone, it damaged them so much. Well, then no one should buy this fight because there's more people that saw that uh, Mayweather Pacquiao fight than have, you know, watched any other pay per view fight. So, who do they think is going to get suckered, as they like to call it again with this fight? People want to be entertained, they like Mayweather, they like McGregor, they want to see him fight. They. It's not that they Sure, there's gonna be people that believe in McGregor and he's gonna fight, but people just wanna watch two guys punch each other in the head. And in the Mayweather's two popular been to, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two popular guys. Yeah. And Mayweather and this I think this is what drives boxing so crazy is that a lot of people think that this is preventing other people from making money. And it's not. Nothing 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 when Mayweather wasn't fighting, nothing prevented anyone from making money.
0: They just but, didn't because because there, yeah, there wasn't these, a person to bring a lot of eyeballs to the sport
1: well look at these fighters like talking to them is like talking to a brick wall like none of them have a personality like canelo is <laughs> like canelo' like everyone's he's appealing he's had a good push behind him but he's not exactly a thrilling guy even in spanish to talk to
0: right i mean and, that's 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 a good point you know who who are boxing's biggest draws how charismatic are they
1: yeah well this is why Adrian Broner can still get attention yeah uh, for whatever exactly. reason he's just people are just drawn to him i mean like i think i
2: mean i know my reasons
0: <laughs> you want to you want to say those or is that a, a, an off recording uh sort of thing <laughs> like off the record why you like yeah. them
2: yeah this might be do you have a confession this, for might, us? Be better, uh, <laughs> this might be better uh this might be better behind closed doors for lack of a better expression
0: um, and Golovkin <laughs> has connected in that he's, he's charismatic, but he, but it doesn't translate. And I think the thing is, and I think this is an age-old sort of thing that's pro- that tested and proven, is that th- the best way to draw is to have somebody who's going to create the heat. And McGregor's done that in the UFC, and Floyd's done that in boxing. Um, and, and it's why Manny's numbers don't really compare to Floyd's is because he can't create heat. Floyd's, create, I, I sells, man. Floyd's created heat that has actually had a ripple effect on Manny Pacquiao's career. Because I think if Floyd wasn't you know, so boisterous and loud and, and whatever else you want to say or whatever else the writers call him, um, call what he's doing. If he didn't do that, Manny Pacquiao's numbers don't go up. Manny Pacquiao doesn't do over a million buys ever.
1: Well, that's like he had a lot of great fights against Morales and everything, and those are what four or five hundred thousand cells. Like, and Mayweather's used that a lot, a lot against Pacquiao, was that he basically was trading on his name, and to some degree he was because he became the anti-Mayweather. You know, Manny was this guy who would step in against anyone fight, even though it was like the same three fighters for the last six years or whatever his career. <laughs> you
2: know, it's, but they needed each other. <laughs> they, they they played well off of each other. They did. yeah, well they, did they so. both helped each other out
1: yeah 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 definitely definitely like like but well here's another point about this fight uh floyd let this fight build like they both did they let this fight build and build and build and the media is the one that pushed this fight for whatever the five years and they're the one who created this so that the whole the matchup for mayweather pacquiao was going to be this big fight so i don't know why anyone complained after they spent five years hyping the fight that it actually happened Maybe just because the reporters are, you know, I don't know, broke or something. They hate someone making a $100 million just to fight when they're old. But this is the thing with this McGregor fight to itself. Like I said, the UFC's been feeding their fan base this idea that Mayweather isn't any good for a decade. And so there's people that come in, people that drop out. And that's where they're going to pick up a lot of the buys, is guys who've drifted away from both sports that are like, hey, I want to see if, if, you know, they're true. You know, someone can show that MMA is better than boxing because that's the dumb argument that they make people bite on all the time.
2: Does it does it do more buys than the Pacquiao fight?
1: Uh, Well, this I I don't know because the piracy is so big now and it's also it's, it's really hard to gauge. I think people really, really discount how tough it is to even get the two million seeing as Floyd's the only guy who've done it like as a headliner multiple times. You know what even Tyson I think was one point nine nine or something which his highest fight. Didn't I just feel like
2: with the culmination of bringing two sports together it it has it's gonna do I, I think it may just knock it out of the park.
1: It, I, I, I think so too. I really do yeah see, I, I think
2: it, it's gonna be something that neither sport could do on their own from a buy rate
1: yeah, that's true. but I also I don't trust that the media' has gotten so behind that because it seems like they're just setting up to after the fight, if it doesn't break the Pacquiao record, they're just like, "Oh well, no one really likes Floyd in the first place." Like it could sell three and a half million, and they'll still try to paint it as a disappointment because it didn't beat Mayweather Pacquiao, despite the fact that no one's beaten Mayweather Pacquiao. No that, one's even come
0: close. I I, I think
2: that it's going to come close. I think. Um, I think it. If it doesn't break, I'd be. I, I think it's got to come real close, man. I think it, the- it, seems,
1: yeah, it seems like it's there. It seems like the like well, you see with that press tour, it was just insanity. You know, they're 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 selling out sixteen thousand tickets just to see two guys say yeah a lot. And that was about <laughs> it. It's it still brought in the fans.
0: So here's my breakdown: the the guarantee boxing fan buy rate, if we only looked at boxing fans for this fight, is one point five. Okay, and I think the UFC guarantee is about the same. So that's already at 3. So you're saying that 1.6 million casual fans won't tune in and buy this? I think it's it's I think it's safe to say
2: that at least it's gonna 2 approach million casual the fans.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, so. I
2: think it it has to. Um,
0: but I wanted to touch on one last topic before we end this cuz I know Jason has to go because apparently he's got
2: Okay. So, do a timestamp because you cannot have that in the podcast. Why? Do a timestamp. You have to take that out.
0: But nobody 100%. listens. You,
2: Angela? Hey, I'm, I'm going to take out. that out, but I'm going to leave <laughs> yeah, all of this part in. Like that. <laughs> you could leave this in so that there's some mystery behind it.
1: That's totally fine, but you take that out. <laughs> you got to build the hype with the mystery cut. <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay, fine. I've had to edit out uh, about a minute of content because Jason got a little touchy about something I said about his life. <laughs> about what about why he has to go now and why he's making a short in the
2: podcast
1: and why he loves adrian broner so much
2: yeah he he also mentioned that let's just say you know those pics of roy jones that circulated (laughs) i've got my own of ab uh
0: that's i i mean i don't even want to laugh at that i kind of do but that's i dude you you should ask me to edit that part out actually but let's go on so D- the last thing, and it's, and I promise you, we're not going to talk about Mayweather McGregor about the, uh, uh, now. The, what I want to talk about is um, Golovkin Canelo, and um, so Oscar waited and waited and waited, and he marinated this fight, and it seemed like this was the right time. Golovkin just had a great fight, and now there's there's more intrigue than ever before in this fight because of how the Golovkin Jacobs fight went. In that Jacobs almost beat Golovkin, and Canelo's looked phenomenal. So now, the, the the basically they've you know where Golovkin was way up here and Canelo was down here because he already had a loss and all this stuff. They're basically meeting at a fifty-fifty level now, and I think the odds are as close as they've ever been for this fight. But now we have the 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 Mayweather-McGregor fight two or three weeks before this fight. So, what's the impact here? Does Oscar deserve to be blamed for waiting so long to make this fight?
1: I I don't think so like we can laugh at him about it but the real thing was trying to build up Golovkin to some degree and everything people say oh he's just waiting for Golovkin to get old or something but i don't know i I think you really had to you need the exposure for Golovkin
2: waiting for Golovkin to get old was just a byproduct of the campaign right like it just is an added benefit right like they needed really what they were doing was waiting for Golovkin to try to get a little bit more popular and and well-known Right, that's the bottom line. That's what this whole thing's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that he was also aging at the same time, more power to him.
1: Like that, it's old. So. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Oscar actually Oscar played this one perfectly, except exactly. for the fact that he taunted uh, Mayweather and before Mayweather was too old to do anything. You know, like he started he started needling Mayweather last year, or actually, you know, if you want to go before he even retired with that whole Playboy editorial.
0: Oh, so you're saying that you think that Oscar might possibly have some blame here because he was making fun and and, and saying things about Floyd Mayweather, which enticed Floyd to make his return to the ring and um, possibly fight Conor McGregor. Is that where you're going?
1: Only in like a comedic irony sense. Is that you know? Because Oscar, pretty, I think Oscar with this fight, he didn't wait too long. I think his marination, you know, idea it did work because you had Canelo. Yeah, it was fight. pretty spot on. Yeah, he fought J.C. Uh, uh, Chavez Jr. and Canelo became the king of Mexico because of that, and that thing did huge. So he was rolling properly into this Golovkin fight, like for his, as far as competitive wise, because you know Canelo's is now used to the, the higher weight, and also as far as his popularity, I think it. It really recovered after losing to Mayweather. So I I don't think Oscar played that part wrong. It's just the fact that Floyd's not too old to fight again. And so now Floyd's coming back to stick it to Oscar one last time.
0: Do you think the Canelo and and Golovkin fight would be bigger without the uh, Mayweather-McGregor fight?
1: uh, I think, yeah, I think it'd be bigger because they still got to sell Golovkin. And now that fight's getting lost in the publicity of uh, the May-Gregor fight there. So on that term, it, it probably the pay-per-view buys will take a hit, but not as far as the live gate. They say they sold it out, so and pretty high prices, like if five thousand dollars for a ringside seat, so three hundred dollars, I think, was the bottom price. So as far as the gate, it'll do well. It'll still do well, of course, because is still a draw. But yeah. it it might have been bigger. It's it's getting lost in the shuffle with uh, the it is box.
2: getting lost in the shuffle, but it's also uh if let's just say the Floyd McGregor fight is just amazing and something crazy happens, not even Floyd loses, but let's just say it's a great fight. Right. Somehow uh, knock someone out on the undercard. Let's just say, (laughs) let's just say it's, it it ends up being a great night for boxing, right? Those nights happen. Um, Now we've got another insanely great competitive fight for all those people who just turned in, saw what an amazing night of boxing could be. And now it could happen again in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, that's you know what I mean? True. So
2: it really could go both ways. I think if the, the Floyd McGregor fight, you know, uh, what, what is it called rising tide raises all ships. Right. Yeah, right. So if the, if, the, if this fight is awesome, who knows? It might tack on an extra quarter million buys because, um, you know, people are just going to be excited about boxing. And look, there's another great match happening right now. Like in these two are truly the best of the best. You know, so um, I, I, I think it could really go both ways.
0: I think, or well, let me ask you guys this question. Do you think that Canelo um, Golovkin will do a good boxing pay-per-view or a good like all-time pay-per-view number? The difference being a good boxing pay-per-view is like 1.5 and all-time is we're over two now. Where do you think I it's going to I think
2: gonna it's going to hard. Uh, 1.5, I think is, uh, I wouldn't quite say it's optimistic, but it's, I'd say, on par for what my expectations would be. Fred?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really struggling with that because I think it's still all going to be Canelo. Like, I think he's going to be bringing in almost all the numbers. Like, a, a good opponent can raise uh, the pay per view buys. That's why Miguel Cotto was so popular as the B side. But, but here's the thing anybody who buys
2: a Glovkin pay per view is already buying a Canelo pay per view. So that's yeah, like, so true. Glovkin isn't adding anything to the buy. Yeah, that,
1: that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I think if this is a. It's. It's. I really think this fight's going to be on how many of uh, Canelo's fans are going to show up, like extra fans. You know, did he win over some of the Chavez Junior loyalists? And that's
2: the question. Did he win over some of the Chavez Junior folks? But
0: that's if, right if that's true, then it's still we're barely at a. We're we're like at one point two. Golovkin's not adding anything, so we're yeah. at one point two. That's so that's I'm, what I'm
2: saying one one point two to one point five. I think is is going to be the sweet spot for this. So thing.
0: essentially, only about three hundred thousand casual fans are going to buy this.
2: I think
1: that's fair. Maybe yeah. Harsh. I do know. It, it's 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 so tough. You know, like I said, if like as uh, uh, Jason said about the McGregor fight, if McGregor shows up as a live body and makes that a decent fight and doesn't look like uh, get completely embarrassed, it could just add on to Canelo and Golovkin. You know,
0: I, I people think people might just
1: go, hey, this 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 will be even better because this is the real oh. boxing match. So they they might win some fans over if. Mike Gregor isn't just Floyd smacking the shit out of a guy for 12 rounds.
0: All right, one last question. Does Lucas Matisse get knocked out on the undercard?
1: Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who is he fighting.
0: I don't know either, but I just figured they'd throw Matisse on the undercard in a welterweight close to <laughs> a title fight.
1: Who is he going to fight unless it's someone else who's broken a damaged?
0: The winner of um, Herrera, Soto Carras.
1: unless it's unless it's Herrera then Matisse is probably going to get knocked out again she's
0: broke Uh, okay so thanks both of you for coming on I mean we could talk about this there's so many things that I I wanted to get to that we didn't you know I wanted to get to um, the commission UFC's influence there Um, I wanted to get to uh, more contractual stuff a lot of just basically business uh, topics around this, and there's the UFC is just so fascinating in how they've basically built their their business and and the, the differences between them and boxing and how boxing is essentially the wild west. But in that, guys are making crazy amount of money compared to what a fighter in the UFC would make. All that maybe at some other point in time. Oh, and we could, I wanted to talk about live gates too because live gates are a really funny um, topic to me, and it's a, another. UFC versus boxing um, conversation, where boxing comes out looking like a million bucks, um, something that most UFC fighters will never see. But that's a conversation for another day. So, uh, yeah. Jason, thanks for um, coming on. There's uh stuff I guess you got to do now.
2: Yep. Peace
0: out. And uh, Fred, thanks for coming on. I hope you had fun for your first one. I hope you get a, you figure out how to work your microphone properly the next time. <laughs> I'll try.
1: I'll try. And I rambled a bit there, but you know, like I said, like you said. There's so much background on the UFC and how it ties into boxing and how they run their organizations it's it's there's a lot of material to try to cover for like a for boxing people that might not be familiar with everything.
0: Yeah, so um, and man it, it's it's just interesting how the U- how different boxing could be should it follow the UFC model and whether it's a good thing or not I think there, there are definitely a lot of um, pluses to the way UFC does things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, imagine if there were just like a boxing-themed gym by you that's just like whatever, you know, let's say PBC took over and they they basically bought up top rank, they bought up everything. What if there was a PBC gym that you could go to? Amazing. Well, yeah,
1: the federal law prevents them from doing this.
0: Right, but so that's things. There's, There's the federal laws that we can get into and all that stuff. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't really know about or talk about a lot. Um, just because boxing writers don't like to write about this stuff, they'd rather yeah, exactly. write uh, uh, hit pieces on Canelo or whatever. Yeah. And then we could get into the journalism and the difference between the two and how boxing doesn't have anybody really like nobody's working together in boxing, um, whereas in the UFC, if you do not write uh, nice things about Dana White, the fritatas, I
1: think their name is,
0: and the the, they're not a, the
1: frittatas aren't they're just minority. But yeah, you're right. I'm it's, talking about Houston. Yeah, it's the scared past. the media. Yeah, yeah. the media is really scared. Boxing media can pretty much like who's banned. Only Steve Kim, I think, can't get passes yeah. in the media. And I and I think
0: um, Montoya. Yeah, yeah. That well, that
1: group—they're—they're kind of only for Floyd's fights. They can't. But everyone else, they could trash boxes as much as they want. Like Thomas Hauser was still at that uh, May Gregor press conference getting yeah. his free steak. You know. They, they, they still oh the news.
0: boy! I mean, if you want to. He- talk more about this stuff or hear more of the the kind of inside stories and the way the press is covering things and uh uh just how all that works you can join our our chat in the in the slack and we'll tell you all about it so thanks for coming on thanks for listening leave us a rating or review if you have questions leave them in the comments and uh you can uh, follow us on twitter stuff like that